0: do you get when you gobble down sweets eating as much as an elephant eats okay why did i start the show as an oompa loompa who cares we're here we're all here nestled in the tent around the bonfire inside of a tent uh how you doing folks welcome to the holland highway with the players. What a show today. Uh, A lot of topics to cover. A lot of interesting topics. Um, How about animals out of place? Have you ever uh, been in a place, uh, you're doing something or you're somewhere and all of a sudden an animal appears? And you're like, wait a minute. Why is there an animal here right now? What? What? How? Huh? What the? Huh? So uh, I've got some fun little stories of some out of place animals I'm going to share with you. Um, and then homeless people, there's a certain breed of homeless people that are quite dangerous. And I think we've all encountered this breed, uh, and it's a bit of a freak out. We're going to talk about, uh, the, uh, the certain, uh, kind of homeless person. And then we've got the Harland, highway question of the day. It's a good one today. I think you'll relate to it. And then penguin boy. Wait a year. I met penguin boy. Unbelievable, charming story here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, bruh? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing Just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. Then I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Let's talk wandering homeless person, okay? And this segment isn't making fun of homeless people, but how many of you have dealt with that roaming homeless guy? Or girl, not the homeless person sleeping on the vent, or you know, in the doorway, or standing on the street corner, or sleeping in a park. There, there's a certain type of 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 homeless person that's I, I don't know if they're, they're at the end of their rope, or they're just fearless, or they don't care. But there's this one breed of homeless people persons individuals. They roam around in traffic. Have you ever experienced these ones that, that they, they have no regard for the movement or flow of traffic and I don't think they're aware of the etiquette of crossing a street or have any regard at all for street lights. I'm sure you've all experienced, you're just driving along, there's no street light around, there's no, uh, there's no stop sign. There's no crosswalk. And this homeless guy just goes, well, it's time for me to cross the road. da 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 just walks out. And I don't even think they're praying that everyone stops. I've seen these roaming homeless guys. They don't even look. They're just like, whatever. I got to go from A to B. There's, I'm at A, there's B, here I go. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They just walk right out, don't even look up. Everyone driving like, holy God, there's a guy just stepped out into moving traffic. Everyone, like, slows down or slams on their brakes, and this guy doesn't even look up. It's like, da 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 Wanders across, wrapped in a, a black and blue sleeping bag that used to be white. Or some kind of, uh, some kind of... Ragamuffin Blanket So stained up Looks like he's wrapped in the shroud of Turin And of course you feel bad You feel sympathetic to these people But boy oh boy They are really putting themselves In danger as well As the public The driving people driving Could cause an accident Imagine if you're the, the poor person That hits one of these poor guys I mean, you never want to hit a person, but imagine hitting someone that's so down on their luck and so downtrodden that they, you know, they don't even have a home. So I'm just saying, be aware of the wandering homeless guy or girl. Because uh, they don't care. They're, they're like, you ever see an animal that just decides to walk across the road, a deer or a, a dog Possum a raccoon. Doodly do da 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 ta-da da, 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 da. <sharp inhale> Splat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the mentality of these these roamers. They're almost like uh, walkers from uh, from the walking dead. They're almost zombie like whatever, I'm just going out into the street. Who cares? <laughs> So uh, keep your eyes peeled for those uh, poor people. And uh, wow. Just wow. The Harlan Highway question of the day. And this one kind of deals with traffic, too. It's a weird question. It's a weird question of the day. But do you, when you're driving, okay, and there's no one around, there's no one behind you, you've been driving down a road, you're on the highway, whatever, You've looked in your rearview mirror. It's early in the morning, it's late at night, maybe you just got lucky and it was one of those pockets where you just uh you just found a pocket where there was no traffic. Nothing behind you. You can't see anything behind you. Are you one of these people that still regardless that there's no one there put your turn signal on? Let's say you're coming up to a driveway or a road or a turnoff and no one behind you. No one can see your vehicle. But still, you're like click, 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 click. And if you are one of those per- uh, people, why the hell are you one of those people? Okay, like, give me another drink, bartender. <gasps> like, think of I've caught myself doing it. Of course, it's, it's a force of habit. It's a motor response, I think they call it. No pun intended. But you feel like a complete idiot once you catch yourself. Happened to me the other day. I'm driving to go get some lunch. I happened to get into one of those pockets where there was no traffic, no one around me, looked at my nothing behind me. Coming up on a turn, it wasn't even a, a traffic light, it was just a turning down a back street. So I could see maybe doing it at a traffic light just in case there's there's commotion around the traffic light. But no one around, side street, click, 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 click. I'm like, who the hell was that for? There's no one behind me. No one needs to know I'm turning right. Nobody cares I'm turning right. I just wasted a bunch of click, 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 clicks. Maybe my my truck only has so many click, 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 clicks. Why did I just waste a whole bunch of click, 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 clicks? Why do I keep saying click, 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 click? Why am I doing it? It's annoying. Stop it. Click, 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 click. Stop it. Click, click, click. Stop it. So there it is. That's the uh, Harland Highway question of the day. Do you put your turn signal on when there's absolutely nobody around to see it? The Harland Highway question of the day. And since we're on the theme of uh, vehicles... That's with a silent H. Vehicles. Shouldn't it just be spelled V-E-E-I-C-L-E-S? Vehicles. Instead of vehicles. (laughs) Silent letters are weird. Please get out of your (laughs) Uh vehicles. I'm sorry, officer, what'd you say? I said please get out of your vehicle. Have you been drinking, officer? No, I'm just saying the silent letters. Well, you sound drunk, man. I'm telling you get out of your vehicle. Well, what's the charge, officer? You were speeding in a school zone. A what? A school zone. A school zone? That's right. Great uh anywho anywho here's here's something you don't want to see. this happened to me yesterday man. this was freaky okay I'm flying out of an airport in Vancouver Canada, British Columbia the main airport okay? And I don't know if you've ever been to Vancouver, but it's nestled in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. I mean, basically they said, let's put a city in the middle of nature. So you've got Rocky Mountains surrounding you on one side. You've got the ocean on the other side. So there's a there's a whole bushel of of wildlife in the region. If it ain't orcas swimming in the ocean and seals... It's elk and moose and and bears running around in the mountains. So here I am at the main, like Vancouver International Airport. I'm on a big jet full of people. We're taxing down the runway to take off. We weren't like speeding yet. We were just rolling out to where you, uh, you know, you go into your uh, your takeoff mode. And I l- I look out the window. And nothing uncommon, I saw hawks circling around, like, you know, you you always see like these hawks, they like to sit around on the airport and, uh, you know, wait for mice and moles and stuff to run along on the grass, and they swoop down and get them. Not, Not the smartest choice if you're a bird, like if I'm a bird and I have the whole planet to fly around on, I'm thinking, I don't know, a deserted island in Fiji as opposed to the 20 acres of land on the planet where giant, steel, monstrous birds with sucking jet engines come in every three seconds? Is that really the airspace I want to be navigating? Let's see. I could be in a remote forest in Madagascar looking for mice. Or... Why don't I go to an international airport and fly around there and take my chances? The mice are so much better when they're covered in a nice layer of uh, DC-9 exhaust. The hell are those hawks thinking? But that wasn't what was weird. Here's where it got weird, man. We're, we're, We're taxing along the runway. I look out the window and there's a coyote running beside us. It's running beside the plane, full blown. This thing's right. Run- you ever see those uh, videos? These horrible videos where there's there's guys in planes and they're hunting uh, wolves out in the middle of a frozen lake, and they're chasing the wolf from the air with the rifle sticking out, and and the wolves like running along the lake trying to outmaneuver a plane, but there's nowhere to hide because it's a frozen lake, so it's just wide open. And these asswads like shoot the wolf out in the middle of nowhere like it has a chance and its tongues hanging out and it's running for its life. That's what this was like. I mean, this is a commercial airline going to Los Angeles from one big city to the next. Here's a wild coyote running beside the plane. I'm like, what the hell is this? He's just like running for his life. Right beside us. And right away I started thinking of, you know, Captain Sully, that guy in New York. Remember when he was flying over New York and he sucked a flock of Canadian geese through his engine? Right into the jet and he had to land on the water. And I'm like, great! We're gonna we're gonna get up to cruising altitude and there's gonna be a sucked a, a sucked coyote in the jet engine. <laughs> right so it's, like, it's like a like a raccoon in a blender there's just a all of a sudden we hear these horrible noises smoke billowing out of engine number four all you hear is yelp, yelp. we start spiraling out of the sky yeah vancouver uh central this is a uh, dc five nine out of uh salt lake city uh We've just sucked a coyote into uh, engine number four. Uh, we need to make a, make a Mayday, Mayday. We have a coyote. I mean, what the hell? I gotta say, it's a little startling. There's one thing about uh, airports, and when you're out when you're out on the tarmac, you don't expect to see anything else. Maybe a vehicle, like a, an official vehicle, a snowplow, uh, airport police. Maybe a, a seagull, a hawk. When you see a when you see a a, a mammal running along your plane, it, it's like it was almost like a dog chasing a car. I'm like, wait a minute, what is this thing seriously like gonna start nipping at the tires? It's like, dude, you couldn't find a squirrel, you had to come after a jumbo jet? It was bizarre, man. So luckily we kept driving and we kind of got away. But I'm thinking, you know, that, that's the type of thing that could possibly cause an accident. Like what if, a, what if a plane's coming in for a landing and a coyote runs across the path? What if it got caught up in the wheels and caused something to jam or, you know? Good Lord. Imagine you're the coyote's family. What happened to Clem? Well, he got ran over by a plane. Well, don't planes go in the sky? Yes, but this one was landing. Good Lord, poor Clem. You know, all the other ones, it's like, you know, they get run over by cars, motorcycles. This guy's definitely got a, a picture in the Hall of Roadkill fame. Yeah, got hit by the Concord back in 92. Yeah, that's my clem. Took one for the team there. First coyote ever to get run over by a commercial airline. God bless him. God bless him. Hope he didn't get hit again on his way up to coyote heaven. God bless him as he's running his way up the stairway to Coyote Heaven he gets clipped by a DC twelve. Poor little fella. Got got killed twice by an airplane. <laughs> Right. So anyways, man, it's that's weird. I remember here's a little story. I remember when I was uh, I went on safari in Africa a number of years ago. OK. And uh, we we're in kind of a smaller plane, like a small like passenger plane, probably hold about held about eight people. And we we're going into some remote African lodge. And uh, the runway was like a dirt runway right out in the middle of, like, the African plains. And the pilot comes on. And he goes, oh, ladies and gentlemen, just uh, be aware we are going to buzz the uh, airstrip a number of times. There is a collection of uh, gazelle, zebra, antelope, and wildebeest uh, currently grazing on the uh, runway. So we are going to do a couple of buzz passes and uh, try and herd them away. Hang on, fasten your seatbelts, and I hope you've all written up your wills. Right? It was bizarre. We actually had to swoop down on the landing strip and scare zebras and antelope and gazelles away. How creepy is that? Swoop, swoop, meow, meow, meow. These zebras are like Jesus Christ, I thought the flies was annoying. Let, what's with this bitch? Damn, I thought them thought them horse flies was annoying, but this let's go graze somewhere else. Bitch. Um so there you go. Animals on the uh on the uh track. Isn't that crazy. Okay, so obviously somehow we got on the theme of animals and nature and critters and technology and you know, so here th- this is another kind of animal related story and uh it- it's kind of a weird one, but uh it it's it's a heartwarming one. Okay? Uh before I got on the plane for the, you know, the coyote run as I'm now gonna call it, uh, I was waiting in the terminal uh, at the at the airport. I was waiting at my gate, and uh, this is the weirdest thing. This there was this couple there, older couple, and uh, they looked kind of like maybe they were Spanish or Armenian or definitely European descent. Okay, and they had this this man child boy. Like, it looked like a guy that might have been, like, maybe 30 or 28. But somehow he looked older than he should have, but at the same time looked younger than he should have. And I think he was obviously mentally challenged, okay? He he was definitely uh, a mentally challenged uh, kid. And his body was somehow disproportionate to uh, you know a body that we would see and just think oh everything's in proportion. So the best way to describe it and it's not an insult, I'm just trying to des- describe this 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 gentleman. He looked like a penguin. He looked like a little like penguin. He, he had a he had the oddest little body. It was like, you know, he had the body uh, the, all the features of a of a normal man but it's like he was shrunk down but he wasn't like a little person, like a midget. He was still like, like he still looked like he had the proportions of an average-sized man, but he was shrunk down, and he kind of hunched in his back, and he was wearing kind of black and white clothes. And for some reason, I don't know why, but he had black gloves on. He was inside, and he was wearing some kind of black gloves. I don't know if he had a skin ailment on his hands or whatever. Uh, and, and it just gave him the appearance of a penguin and also his head. His head, he looked a little bit like Jerry Lewis when Jerry Lewis was young. Okay. He had, he had the dark black hair. It was cropped just like Jerry Lewis when he was young. But this guy had kind of a beak of a nose. It looked like kind of almost like a bird's beak. And, um, I I don't know if he had a little hint of Down syndrome. He 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 kind of had some of those features that a lot of Down syndrome uh, kids and people have. And so uh, you could tell by his, his mannerisms, by his physicality, that uh, he he was uh, mentally challenged and maybe physically challenged a little bit. He had like a kind of a hunch in his back, and he. He walked kind of, he kind of waddled a bit like a, like a, uh, like a uh, penguin. And I couldn't help but look at this guy and go, this guy looks like a penguin. But here's the, here's the, the charming part. He had these little shifty eyes and, and he, he, he was always like looking around, looking around. But then when he contacted something, when he focused on an object, and at one point it was me, he looked right at me, this little guy he had a smile that could that could light up uh you know the darkest jungles in africa i mean this guy just smile it's one of these smiles as he, as his as his lips opened his smile crept across his face like a like a beautiful sunset coming up over the ridge and there was a little sparkle in his eye and there was a, such an innocence in the guy's eye and his face and this smile had so much happiness, so much glee, and there was also a, t- a tinge of mischiefness in this smile and he smiled at you like 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 any everything you could ever put in the most sincere smile you've ever seen, like a smile that just says, "I love you, life is great, isn't life beautiful? Oh, everything's so fun and funny I mean this kid. And possibly due to his his state of mind, his condition, you know, I think I've said this before. There's there's something about mentally challenged uh, individuals where there is a purity to them because they maybe haven't experienced all the uh, the bad things in the world that that we experience. And so this kid's face just lit up, and the beauty, and I mean, I just started smiling the minute he smiled. I just burst into a smile like this guy just lit me up like he filled me up with joy and he was he was such an odd quirky looking guy and he had this smile and he had this look and uh, I just wanted to go over and start talking to him I really did I just wanted to hear his voice I wanted to talk to him I wanted to somehow I wanted to like be involved with his life, That that smile and his his cuteness and his little waddle and the way he was dressed and the little black gloves and his his beaky nose and his there's something about the guy. You just wanted you just wanted to put your arm around him and go Oh and not in a condescending way, in a, in a very loving, brotherly way. I was just like, oh, I wanna I wanna do something with this guy. I wanna I wanna I wanna do something to make him happy. I wanna I wanna give him back the joy he just gave me, you know? It was something else, man. And uh I just thought it's it's rare you come across a person in life, uh whether they're mentally challenged, whether they're not mentally challenged, whatever. Whether they're walking, they're in a wheelchair, any any human being in life. It's it's rare in life when you meet people that just, like, light you up. There's something about their personality, their physicality, their smile, their eyes, where you're just like, these, these people are like a lighthouse, right? And, of course, as human beings, we all stimulate each other, but some people, and maybe it was just me, maybe it was just something I saw in the kid. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the, uh, you know... That's the objectivity of of uh, being human. We all we all have our own trigger points, our own flash points. But this this little penguin guy, just like he was just like I was just it's a, if I can draw a comparison, it, it was like almost like a little kid that that picked out a plush toy from a toy store. It's like I want the penguin, mommy. I love the penguin. And you, you just grab that plush toy, and you you never let it go, and you you sleep with it beside your pillow, and you're hugging it, and yeah, you, you hold on to it when you're watching TV and eating your pudding, and you talk to it, and it brings you comfort and happiness and joy. That's what this guy did, and I thought it was uh, fascinating and interesting that uh, this little this little wobbly guy could evoke such. Uh, such emotion and such feeling. So I, m- I wonder if any of you have uh, ever had that kind of encounter. It's it's kind of magical. It's kind of fun. And like I said, I never got to talk to this guy, but uh, it was a great silent exchange. And it makes me wonder, you know, when he looked at me and smiled at me, what, what registered in his head. I wonder what he thought. I certainly hope he didn't look at me and go, God, that guy looks like a pelican. You know, because I have no chin. Imagine that, Pelican Boy and Penguin Boy. We could be the new Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. Hello, lady. It's the, it's the new movie uh, movie team sensation, Pelican and Penguin Boy. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Well, hopefully this podcast puts a smile on your face. That's what I try to do here. Have have the magnetism and and uh put a little uh, joy in your step. The way that, that uh penguin guy lit me up. So there you go. Um And I think that's a good way to end the show right there. A nice upbeat positive. There's no coyotes running down the highway the, the runway, there's no homeless people wandering <laughs> into traffic. Okay, there's no zebras or giraffes getting chased off of runways, just a nice, friendly penguin boy. Uh, some quick reminders to all all y'all, uh, don't forget, folks, my new stand-up comedy special is out, it's just been out a week, and I'm very proud of it, I hope you check it out, um... And uh, you can catch it at uh, iTunes you can order it at Amazon. It's called Harlem Williams, A Force of Nature. It's me doing stand-up out in the elements. Uh, Most of the reviews have been really good. I got one bad review uh, from a guy that uh, he said there wasn't one funny thing in it and it was horrible and everyone should pass on it. And I thought, you know, it's one thing to uh, give a negative review but it's another thing when when in an hours worth of material a guy can say he didn't see one funny thing i don't know if i believe him and i also find it interesting that you know you a, a reviewer can be that negative when you got a guy like me or anyone else who's been delivering laughter to people for over 25 years on the tonight show on letterman and movies on sitcoms and some guy comes along after twenty-five years of making billions of people laugh and says you're not funny. Oh, you just want to really put a guy like that up against the wall. I don't let I don't let reviews get to me, but that one got to me a little bit. But I don't care. I'm proud of it, and all the other reviews have been really great, and the feedback from you guys has been really great. So I uh, hope you hope you check it out. Harlan Williams, Force of Nature, on uh, iTunes. Or you can uh, go to Amazon.com and uh, have a hard copy ordered to yourself. By the way, the uh, the iTunes one is a digital download. So it's you can either get the audio or you can get the whole video uh, as a digital download. What else is going on? Let's see. Oh, stand-up comedy. Are you ready? My first stand-up gig of the year, folks, on the road. Cleveland, Ohio polarities Pickwick and Frolic that will be February 7th to February 9th okay so uh, get your tickets you can go on my website and uh, get the information show times and you can order online and all that stuff it is gonna be awesome so uh, there you go February 7th to uh, February 9th and then the following week and Valentine's Day. Uh, February 14th to February 16th. I'll be in San Diego at the American comedy company. Oh yeah. It's a great club, man. Right downtown in San Diego. Love that club. So if you're down San Diego way, February 14th to the 16th. Fantastic baby. And uh, what else? Don't forget my app, harlandapp.com. If you want an app for your uh, phone, all kinds of funny voices and ringtones and goofy photography tricks you can do, hours of entertainment. Uh, And if you want to write to me, harlowwilliams.com. And if you'd like to leave a phone message, we're at 323-739-4330. And that is it. Uh, Until next time, all I really can say is chicken chow mein, baby.